0: is planted, a podcast that encourages us to be rooted and grounded in Jesus Christ and established in the faith. Today, we wrap up the first letter of John, covering a few challenging passages along the way. Join us as we look into the deeper things of God.
1: Welcome back to The Planted Podcast. This is Pastor Matt Grimm. I'm here with Thad Keenel once again, and we are going to be finishing up First John this week. What do you think about that, Thad?
0: Well, it's going to be exciting to see if we can actually uh, wrap it up. I mean, there's only a few verses, but it depends where you take us. Sometimes sometimes we have a little too much fun with the text, but I think... uh, I think we've uh we've covered some of this material and it seems like with John's uh, recapitulation of, of right. things you know it just has continued to build and emphasize itself. So yeah, it's going to be good.
1: Yeah. And really chapter 5 a lot of chapter 5 has been this circling back and really driving home some points. I think we'll see that today again, but there are a couple things that really one we talked about before in chapter 3 about praying according to his will that comes back up again which I think we'll address just quickly. But then there is this one other question that is kind of a hard saying about this sin that leads to death. What's this all about that'll come up this week? And so I think we'll be able to spend some time on that, but a lot of it really, especially as we look at that in light of the whole, the whole letter, the whole book um, I think we'll really, we'll find some clues that it, that I think it really is highlighting that some of those false teachings that's been coming out and so forth. So, so we'll jump into that uh, as we get into our podcast today. And we, if we remember uh, just some of those themes that has been coming up and that is brought back up here in chapter 5, that really the the driving home of the central theme, as we've been talking about evangelism as part of this too, is believing in the Son of God, believing in the Son of God. This really becomes the issue uh, for John of what he's willing to say on him himself and on behalf of the other apostles is believing in the Son of God and with that comes in believing that he is um, truly God and truly man um, as part of identifying with some of the false teaching that is going on and saying maybe he only appeared as a man uh, right. and then and then the other thing with that then that comes out of that some of that um, dualistic thought of of the kind of this spiritual or this spiritual logic or the 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 elevation of the spirit and the mind, the unseen over the seen, is that then what we do doesn't necessarily matter either, and 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 that. He's been pressing up, know that we need the, the love for God and love for our fellow man, and identity is, is shown itself in belief in Jesus and the demonstration of how we treat one another, especially within the body of Christ. And so, um, so you know, that came up again uh, last week, and I think we'll identify some of those things as as we as we get into our passage this time as well. So, uh, what version of the Bible do you have out open in front of you today? You got the New King James?
0: I do have the New King James. Yep. Okay,
1: why don't you read, uh, starting in verse 13 to the end, read the New King James for us today.
0: Sure. It says, These things I have written to you who believe in the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life, and that you may continue to believe in the name of the Son of God. Now, this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, Whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we have asked of him. If anyone sees his brother sinning, a sin which does not lead to death, he will ask and he will give him life for those who commit sin not leading to death. There is sin leading to death. I do not say that he should pray about that. All unrighteousness is sin and there is sin not leading to death. Verse 18, We know that whoever is born of God does not sin, but he who has been born of God keeps himself, and the wicked one does not touch him. We know that we are of God, and the whole world lies under the sway of the wicked one. And we know that the Son of God has come and has given us an understanding that we may know him who is true, and we are in him who is true, in his Son, Jesus Christ. This is the true God and eternal life. Little children, keep yourself from idols. Amen.
1: Amen. Let's pray. Uh, Heavenly Father, we give you thanks for um, letting us have your word. Uh, We thank you for Jesus, the living word, who came to show us you. And we thank you, Holy Spirit, for your presence with us, that we might have your counsel and that you uh, can open our eyes and ears and hearts to these truths. And so we ask for that now, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So he starts out here in verse 13, um, really in some way summarizing again why he wrote this letter, right? And that was what? What does he say? He's writing this whole thing for what purpose?
0: Yeah, so so that people will continue to believe in the Son of God.
1: Right, and, and belief in the Son of God um, produces what?
0: Well, the belief in the Son of God he produces, first of all, eternal life. Yes. But also, I think there's probably a little more than um, what I had said originally. It's also to give us confidence and you know, mm-hmm. that assurity.
1: Yeah, yeah. And so there's this tie. It, it goes back to the very beginning when he says he wants them to know what they've seen and heard and because they proclaim that they can have fellowship with the Father and with his Son Jesus Christ, which is the fellowship with them as well, and that. But back up even further is that this is the Word of Life. This is where eternal life is found, and so He's saying that again here, and that with that comes, as you said, confidence um, that we have toward Him. That's towards God, and so uh, just let's say it again: what what that gospel brings us, and what that eternal life. The good news of Jesus' life, death, resurrection, um, ascension to heaven, and okay, what is the nature of this eternal life? What is our confidence in? Uh, it, well, it's in Jesus, but what is what is what does it confidently give us?
0: Yeah, well, I, first of all, I'm as in all things, you set me up for questions that you haven't prepared me for, <laughs> which is which is great. But where I was going um, off of your question and your. You, I'm sure you'll correct me or ask me at a different way here in a second is that um, with our belief in God, you know, we have the assurity that we have eternal life. This is the, the big factor, but also in that relationship um, part of that confidence is the relationship that on goes, right? We right. have that ongoing relationship with the father that um, our prayer life actually matters. Yeah, And so that's kind of where I was right. going with that.
1: Yeah, I think so. The, you know, for John, eternal life is not an, a, just a future thing, right? Mm-hmm. Eternal life is something that we have right now. And like you said, it is that relationship. I think it is confidence that we have – we can approach God right now, that we, are, we have his presence with us right now, that life starts now, that deliverance from sin is something that we have, possess now. Right. It's not just forgiveness in the sense of, you know, all past sins and future sins will be forgiven – um, on that judgment day, we know we believe that. But it's also the fact that now, when he says, "Obey my commands," that we actually have a power now to obey in a way that we didn't before, and that in itself is the that access to that eternal life, that new life that is that is is present right now, right?
0: Right. It's interesting because um, a lot of the letters in the New Testament are like that. I mean, we've been talking um, about this letter, and mm-hmm. um, Galatians is similar, but First uh, Corinthians, but um, even in our class, we've been talking about Hebrews, yes. and it's a very similar thing. And it's interesting because the uh, the gospel message in its purest form is very simplistic, isn't it? It's yeah. very simplistic, and yet we as people try to make it complicated or yeah. whatever. It seems to get too philosophical at times, and that, that's what happens here. They're the, 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 the philosophers and those who think that they have the wisdom of the age um, are just not keeping to the – you know, the simple rules that God loves you, you're to love God and those around you, right? And with that, have the relationship that this life brings. And then also, um, uh, not just congratulations, you've been saved, but what are you going to do with that relationship, right? Right, So, right. Th- So it's a very all-encompassing lifestyle that we're called into.
1: Yeah, and, and so the confidence that, that we can approach the throne of grace— that we have this relationship and therefore, when we ask things according to his will, jumping back to chapter three when we were talking about, you know, praying um, uh, with confidence, but 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 that confidence is in Christ, right? Um, that when we pray, I think there's a sense that in verse 15 says, and we know that he hears us and whatever we ask. We know that we have the request that we've asked of him because we're praying according to his will. So it really is in in the sense of the more we know our Savior and his gospel and his purposes, the more we're going to know what to pray for. And so it's kind of like um, we use my wife as an example a lot in terms of this covenant relationship and knowing someone that if – the more I know my wife, the more I come and when I come and ask her of something or ask her, can we go do something? The better I'm going to know that she's going to say yes. You know, yeah, right, yeah. If, if I if I go to my wife and, and say, "Hey, uh, uh, let's go watch a horror movie together," I know she's going to say no because I know she doesn't like horror movies. <laughs> you know, because I know her. I'm not even going to ask because i know it's not going to be according to her will <laughs> right <laughs> and i think it's, it's the same thing here with 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 this is we have conf- the more we know our lord and we know his purposes the more confidence we have in our asking of him things um and so uh, i think there's a lot of that wrapped up in this this idea of of uh knowing that he hears us when we ask uh it's not just TD you know so it's not just did my wife hear that I wanted to, to, her to go to a horror movie with me it's more like you know um it's I know she's going to hear me when I say hey let's go let's go watch a, a Hallmark movie together <laughs> so I know she's going to want to watch you know so I don't know your thoughts on that
0: Yeah I think so you know one of the places that um I'm pretty regularly inclined to go is to the book of Daniel, when mm-hmm. Daniel's praying, you know, as the 70 years in captivity are about up. Right. You know, what is he praying? He's praying because he has just been reading of the prophet Jeremiah. Mm-hmm. You know, and what is he praying about? He is praying that the Lord is going to proceed and fulfill the promise— that the captivity was going to be over at that time. Right. So, he is praying in perfect accordance with what God has already yeah. promised to do. And and that in that in that vein when we pray things um in our in our life, um I think the mature Christian isn't already understands that we're not praying for a, a fancier car um or a right. bigger house or or whatever, right? In fact, one of the things that we know as Christians in our walk is that our salvation's a, No, it's a gift of God. And that's been granted to us. But also what's been granted to us is that we suffer for the Lord's sake. Right. You know, so now when I pray, I can have confidence that suffering's probably gonna come. Mm -hmm. I don't know how it's gonna come or where it's gonna come, but that in that suffering, God's to be glorified, and I can have a different outlook glorifying God through that suffering. Right. You know, and I don't always remember that and I've screwed up and we all and we all do, but the idea is if our focus is um, in that prayer of having confidence in what the Lord has promised us. Um, and was it uh, was it Pastor Chris that was talking about the blip of life that, we, yeah. that we're on here just yeah. on Sunday, right? You know, life is so quick. It's like so, a vapor. It's like a vapor, right? right. And then it's gone. And um, so if we have that eternal perspective, uh, all of that helps us uh, walk this out with eyes on the glory of God.
1: Yeah, and 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 we know the, the more we know our God, the more we know His promises. We know He's not a vending machine. You know, we don't come to Him asking, you know, like you said, for that upgrade in the car or whatever. You know, that, that's not that's not His heart's desire necessarily. It's not that He we necessarily wouldn't be able to have that. But the issue is, is that really what what are we really praying according to His will when when that's what the stuff that's on our mind? and i think you know the stuff that should be on our mind are those kingdom forward things that that he wants to grow me in my character one you know but then also to be in alignment with his purposes and his mission mm-hmm. uh and, and so forth and so so yeah, and I think that really, it's it's that mentality, it's knowing our God in that way and knowing his purposes and his promises in that way, that, that very much I think then relates to verses 16 and 17 with this whole idea of our brother committing a sin not leading to death versus those sins that do lead to death. And now, as we as we look at that, First, let's talk, let's identify, let's get our categories right, as you often say, and our context right. Um, what is the death that John is referring to here? Now, if we think about death in, in um, contrast to life, as, as uh, John has been talking about eternal life and life here, he's been talking about that spiritual life. That, that Now, that life is actually embodied in our physical life right now, and it does relate to life in eternity, but it is very much uh, being related to, are we in this f- life-giving fellowship with God? Do we have koinonia with God? Or have we been brought into this saving relationship into the presence and, and, and access to God, where death would be the opposite of that, sure, right? Yeah. Death would be that spiritual death. Um, and so, would you? So, I, I think what he, I would say, given the context of John um, and what he's been talking about here, the what what are those sins that don't lead to um, spiritual death? Well, in one sense, we could say, well, all sin does, <laughs> right? I mean, all sin separates us from God. Uh, um, but why would he distinguish between some sins that lead to death and some that don't? Yeah. given that context.
0: Well, okay, so, because I was hoping you would straighten me out on uh, okay. on this, because there is um, there is stuff to wrestle through on this sure. context, right? And one of those is if we're talking about, when you say spiritual death, to me that means um, loss of eternal life or, mm-hmm. or not having eternal life, right? And right. So, so that's the first part of the context. The other part of the context would be, uh, if this would really be just a physical death, right? right. So there's this, for example. I mean, if I if there's a sin that I'm doing, let's just say um, I'm I'm doing drugs. I don't yeah. know. I don't know what it is, but if I if I overdose on drugs, I'm sinning while I'm <laughs> yeah. doing that. That will lead to physical death. Right. right? Exactly. So I so I want to make sure that um, you help me with that portion of it. But if if we're dealing with spiritual death here, um, taken to me, if this is something that leads to death or does not lead to death. It's the idea, the sin that leads to spiritual death is not believing in that truth about God to begin with, right? Exactly. So, I mean, if you're rejecting the 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 honest, pure milk of the word, right, that the gospel of Jesus dying on the cross, conquering sin, being buried for three days, conquering the grave and rising, ascending to the right hand of the Father, those are all the basics. Those are the, the milk of the word that, that right. we've talked about, right? Right. Um, so, if you reject the simplicity of that gospel message then then there is no there there's right. no evidence of the true life that we have in Christ and so with that, I would think that that just is a rejection of the truth altogether
1: yeah i i I would say it's that deliberate refusal to believe in Jesus Christ um and to follow his commands you know and in context of the of the book that and the letter here that's written that Shows itself, according to John, when we deliberately refuse to believe in Jesus, it will show itself in deliberately um, not being willing to follow his commands. Now, that doesn't mean you don't ever sin, because John has also told us that if you think you're without sin, you're a liar, you know, and you're deceiving yourself. You know, so it's not that we never stumble or don't ever commit individual acts of sin, but it's this pattern of life, you know, so there's this ongoing pattern of unrepentant sin in your life. It's not even. And we're not even talking about maybe that thorn in the flesh. That it can even be something that you constantly have to struggle with. Mm-hmm. But are, are you generally struggling, you know, and and repenting, even though it, it's there, you know, the kind of a thing. There's a difference between that and just refusing to say, "Oh no, I don't need to do that because you know I that's not important." Right. You know, that, there's a difference between that and then also the ongoing. If you have ongoing hate for your brother, you know, and you don't, uh, then that that is another sign that you're not really believing in Jesus right. right and so i think those things just from the context of of john that he's he's warning what are his warnings and i think it has to do with that false teaching the false teaching of refusing to believe that jesus is truly god and truly man mm-hmm. right and refusal to believe that what my life here in the flesh does matter as well right in, in sense of obeying being willing to obey god's commands and love my brother those 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 are that refusal, you know, that that's the sin that leads to death according to what he's laid out in, in, all, in his letter here, right? Those are the evidence that someone is following after the world instead of following after Jesus. Right, yeah, yeah.
0: absolutely good. Yeah, that's great. And so uh, would you also say that um, there might be um, a little bit of, because of what they have done, uh, or who's being scolded in this book really, mm-hmm. or for the false teachers aspect of it? Um, they're proclaiming a different Christ because they're they're saying that he didn't come in right. flesh. Let's say, but what about um, maybe even uh, the addition? of things to the gospel, like it's Christ plus something else. So it's Christ plus the old temple sacrifice, mm-hmm. right? You know, this is kind of what it talks about in Hebrews. If you go back, right. if you go back to the, if you're trying to go back to the old ways, or if you're trying to, you know, just do all this by yourself. Okay. I believe in Jesus, but it's all, it's going to be all about me. You know, I think it demonstrates also, um, a lack of a changed heart in that regard, because you're not being prompted to follow and walk in, in the, in the truth. Um, you know of loving god and loving your neighbor because if you're loving god then we're not going to continue in the sin.
1: Yeah, so I, I I think I don't know I agree with you. I don't think that's necessarily John's context here that he's writing to. But I but I think it's I but I think that is not really believing in the name of the son of god when you feel like well it's it's Jesus plus. You know, it's Jesus plus I have I I'm meriting something. That's a difference between a willingness to obey God and a heart that wants to do, produce the fruit of salvation versus thinking, well, Jesus needed to die on the sins, plus I need to do this and this and this because I'm somehow meriting something. Right. Well, right? the reason
0: that I asked the question is because of my Roman Catholic background, right? Okay. which is, um, of course, believing in the gospel. Mm-hmm. So that's a pure gospel message, but... It's plus. Mm-hmm. There's a plus to that. And some of that is the like the penance of of having to say repetitive prayers. And you know, you're supposed to be doing that in earnest. And there's nothing wrong with, with saying a prayer twice. That's not the idea. But you've got to be careful not to do it in vain repetition, which is spoken of in Matthew 5. Um, but also relying on um, other things to get you to heaven. And so that's not trusting Christ's perfect work on the cross. Right. And, you know, right. so. Uh, there, I think there's I think there's warnings to both sides of it, and that's why I was asking because yeah, um, I think some people say, "Well, no, I believe I believe all the gospel, but they're not trusting Christ, and so therefore the, the struggle continues because you're you're left yeah. feeling like, oh, well, I'm not really forgiven yeah. unless and I, I do that, these things." And
1: that's falling off the log. I think on the other side of what the false teachers were here, I think they they were falling off on the side of oh, what you did do does not matter at all. Yeah, you know, but you know, believe in the the you know believe in the the. the Jesus came and appeared and did other stuff, but because, because this life in the flesh doesn't matter, we can just go do whatever we want. You know, we can, I can be, you know, a hedon I can act hedonistically and I can, you know, I can... Have participate in orgies, and I can you know be mean to the yeah because that's just the flesh side of yeah, me yeah it's just yeah. the flesh side yeah. yeah and so I think that's the right. that's likely what's happening here and 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 so the sin that doesn't lead to death in this sense is okay I'm a believer and and so but yet I am struggling with this thing or I did I was I did treat my wife improperly and the, you saw me do that Thad as my brother in Christ then what should you do. If I commit one of those sins, what is John emphasizing here is that you should be praying for me in that, right? And so if I'm a brother, if if you witness me as a brother in Christ, and if you love me and you witness that I do that, then you should pray for that, right? And you should come and correct me and and deal with me in those things, correct? Yeah, it's
0: it's kind of weird because it's all – I mean, this gets pretty – harsh here in a second doesn't it I mm-hmm. mean where it says the, in regard to the sin that does lead to death I do not say that he should pray about that it's almost like if the person is 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 making the conscious choice to go that route that it's almost like all right you've made your choice but I mean
1: now he's not saying you can't pray for that person, but he's not. But he, I think what he's emphasizing is that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about your brother who is who who does believe in Jesus but is in sin, right? I, mean, I got you. Okay, yeah, yeah. But so it's not saying you can't, but he but he's almost. But in some ways, he's saying, you know, it's it's kind of like the Hebrews six passage, which we in our through the Bible class on Sunday mornings, we were going through Hebrews. It's kind of like that that yeah. person, right? Who's he says that. You know, once the ones who've tasted the heavenly gift, the ones who've been a part of the congregation. Right. You know, so these are people who've been a part of the congregation, and and they 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 have been presented the gospel. They've they've participated in this, and now they've turned away. Now they're saying that there's a different Jesus. Sure. You know, and they're saying it doesn't matter how you act. He's saying, ah, eh. you know, they 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 their, their hearts probably been hardened and turned, and they they're demonstrating in their teaching and in their actions, you know, that they're rejecting that. So. Hand them over to yeah. Satan. You you, know? Yeah, exactly. Do you
0: think it kind of parallels when Jesus sent out the, the disciples two by two, and he says, you know, f- you know, if they receive you by right. name, then then that's great. You know, right? Then they have fellowship with them. But if not, you know, he says, leave them and wipe off the dust yeah. of your the soles of your feet. It's like, wow, really? That's that's basically like saying, okay, you know, you yeah. you've missed the message or you rejected it, right? You know, and it's like it seems like it's pretty cut and dry. I mean, there's. It's like there's well, you don't want me to beg a second time, and he's like, you know, this is, and I yeah. think it has to do with the way that the spirits received, right? The ears the ears have to be opened,
1: right? And I think there is something I was having this discussion with an, a, a fellow pastor, and he he was saying, you know, do you, do we see Jesus chasing a bunch of people? And he's like, I I don't think Jesus was out there chasing a bunch of people. Now, I mean, you do have the parables of the lost sheep, the lost coin, the prodigal son, like in 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 Luke 15, right? I mean, but so you do see that you know there's the prodigal and but even even the prodigal the father's waiting for him to come back but he's not out there chasing him you know now they, they you do have them going and seeking the lost sheep and seeking the lost coin right but it, so but it's interesting well, that there's Well
0: yeah but that, I mean and to speak I think the lost sheep and the lost coin are because those are possessions of the yeah. owner you know and so the sheep As sheep, those are the true – the ones that belong to the Lord versus the goats, let's say, right? So, yeah, interesting.
1: But, but, but yeah, I think sometimes as a – I think, oh, we have such an emotional attachment or something like, I've got to go chase, I've got to go chase, and sometimes – you know, do we do we trust God and hand them over and let them experience the consequences? And then if God's going to draw them back, he draws them back. And we're always open and ready to receive people back, right. right? But to feel like we have to go chase and that somehow with my words or something, I'm going to somehow convince, you know, them after they've already rejected it. I don't know. It, it's a tough thing. I struggle with that because I, I, I kind of want to chase sometimes.
0: Right, we do. You know, you know and I guess the, the the objective is as long as they're willing to continue the discussion, right. you know, then we can we can talk right. as long as they're they're willing to hear. But as soon as they're like, you know, that's not for me. I don't want to talk about this anymore. It's like, okay, quit banging on the door then, you know, yeah, at op- that point. Yeah, if, they're openly, re- if they're
1: openly rejecting it, then let it go. Right. And trust God with it. And, and so, yeah, I don't know. It's just, especially as we... I'm thinking that particularly as we've been talking about evangelism, right? With this whole book. And I think part of that evangelism is, is we leave it and I've, I've given the gospel message. I've made it as clear as possible and have I done it absolutely perfectly? Probably not, but I've done my job and, and let it, let it go. And if they, if they reject it, then now's not the time. Yeah. I mean,
0: our, our, our call and the, in the delivery of the gospel is to throw the seed of the word of God. Right. Right. And then the it's the Lord that prepares the heart and, and does the work. We that's the parable of the soils, yeah. right? But the but we're still as farmers supposed to be throwing the seed to everybody and yeah. and and letting that happen. So we have to do our part, which we have talked about maybe doing. So we'll see if we can accomplish this. But we talked about maybe doing a little um um yeah. one-on-one time with some people on the streets and just see how, how that mm-hmm. Looks maybe yeah, we'll, now are
1: you wanting to like record this as uh, out there or? Oh yeah, I
0: I'm, no, I'm going to be recording. I'm gonna, okay. I, I'm going to have the camera directly on you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I think it'll I think it'll be good to get some responses um just right. just in audible form, yeah. you know? I mean, yeah. we're not going to pull out the the lights, but right. um um I've done that before and it's interesting that all the count all the um all the fear in those conversations that that we build up, this is a scary thing to do, uh disappears within Thirty seconds of that conversation because all it is is a conversation.
1: It's a conversation, and you're dealing with human beings, right? Yeah. You know, and, and so, yeah, it's absolutely it's, true. It's good. So well,
0: that right. you know, that's for to be to be continued. But um, so the next phase here is um, kind of explaining again the other side of those who are alive in Christ, right?
1: Right. Yeah. So verse eighteen, we know that everyone who's been born of God does not keep on sinning. Now again, we've talked about this. This, this is the—he's talking about a pattern of life, right? You know, um, and so it's not that they never sin, but it's that keep on sinning. The emphasis is on that—that—that—and we've talked about the issue of what we talked about. It's not, it's not about perfection; it's about direction. What's the direction of one's life headed? And and so he says, "But he who has been born of God protects him, and the evil one does not touch him." Oh. What is the protection of God once we've we've come into faith with Him? What's what's the issue here?
0: Well, I mean, if I were to say that means that we're going to have uh, peace and prosperity, um, there's no evidence of that in my life, right? You know, so that can't be what it means. I think it has to do with the seal of the Holy Spirit in our lives. It's it's the it's the it's the imminent protection that the Lord has that if I'm in His hands that. There's no way he's letting me go,
1: right? You know, right. so
0: it's an eternal um, and secure thing to be in the yeah, hands of the loving right. Lord.
1: You know, when it's uh, a picture that has come to mind for me of this, and it relates to the prayer part of this too. Is that scene in Revelation five of the um, when the the Lamb is the one worthy to open the scroll? We're, we're entered into the throne room, and um, and we have the picture. Of of those who were around the throne, as well, and so uh, I think I'll start in verse, um, well, verse six of chapter five. And between the throne of the four living creatures and among the elders, I saw a lamb standing as though one had been slain. So remember, he, if you remember, he he hears and it he the um, the lion of the tribe of Judah, but he turns and looks, and we have the slain lamb right. there, and then. Um, and then, with the seven horns and seven eyes and seven spirits of God sent out into all the earth and he went and he took the scroll from the hand and he was able to do that and when he had taken the scroll the four living creatures and the 24 elders fell down before the lamb each holding a harp and golden bowls full of incense which are the prayers of the saints oh we've just been talking about prayer and praying according <laughs> to the will here are the saints you have these um, the, the golden bowls full of incense which are the prayers of the saints so if if present, and I think this is a scene of the present time for the ever since the resurrection. I mean that this is the scene in heaven, and so when we pray according to the will of God, we're they're present right here in these bowls of incense. they the the prayers of the saints are. are are right before the throne of God at all time, right mm, here, yeah, right now, right, yeah. you know? And so how can we know that our prayers are before the throne of God? Well, we're praying according to his will. <laughs> we <laughs> know his word, he know, we know his purposes, we know what his wants, and we see that's all part of this scene. And then I'll, I'll jump down to verse 11. He says, Then I looked and I heard around the throne the living creatures and the elders and the voice of the many angels, numbering myriads and myriads of thousands of thousands, saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb who was slain. These are, all, these are pictures of, of, of those who know the gospel, who know that Jesus is the Son of God, right? And so, um, so I, as we think about that, as it relates to First John and these prayers, and and who the who who is it that God keeps? Who 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 can Satan not snatch away? Right. It's it's um, it's right there. We have this picture of this of this uh, presence of 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 the people of God around the throne. And 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 um, I I get the the sense that you know when we when in Ephesians two and it says that we have been raised with him and we are seated with him you know that there's we should we should see our life to some degree in that way now uh, now again there's also those who have passed on before us you know too but there's I don't know there's some about what do you think about that, Thad, in terms of picturing our life, even our eternal life right now, that we have access to this throne, right? And that our prayers are there, and that there's a sense in which we are there too. Yeah. And is that taking it too far?
0: It's not, it's not taking it too far at all because this is why it's important to know your Bible. Mm-hmm. Right? Because the, the scriptures speak of these truths. And when these truths are given to us, we are allowed then as believers to stand on those truths and accept them as such. Yeah. Right? So, what does it say about us that we are seated already now in the heavenly places? Right? Yeah. Well, no, I'm not. I'm seated right here across the <laughs> desk from you. Yeah. Well, it's dealing with spiritual matters. Right. right? And that's why when it describes um, our rebirth, uh, that's a resurrection, and so yeah. we, we've had a we we've already been the born again process is about resurrection. We've been raised already spiritually. That's the whole yeah. That's the whole promise, and so um uh, and and then as you already mentioned uh when when Christ died that veil in the in the temple was rent in two torn in two from top to bottom showing us that we have access. That was a historical event, right. and then it's talked about later saying that we have access through our high priest Jesus Christ. Yeah. So the larger reality is Jesus Christ is our mediator. Yeah. I mean, all of these incredible things, and I don't want to get uh, too theological about it, but they're truths that we can stand on yeah. that are... You, you use the term quite often, um, and I don't know if you said it, because I was reading something a second ago, but the already not yet. Yes, the no, things, I didn't, Okay, yeah, yeah. The right. things that we already possess... Right. I have I will never be more saved than I am right now as far as um I, I was I was condemned in my sins yeah. and now I've been justified. Right. That's what we call justification, right? Yeah. I'll never be more justified than I am now. Now I'll be in a sense greaterly saved because it'll it'll go into glory, right? Yeah. So there's there's more to come, but I'm secure in Christ. Now right. I have salvation. I am saved. I'm I am a resident of heaven and all these promises that we can stand. And so I I get a little bit excited, obviously, yeah. but it's, it's good stuff. Right. But yeah, we're allowed to say it now.
1: Yeah. And that's the good news we offer now. We're not just, we're not preaching a gospel of future salvation. Right. It's a present. Yes, there is future salvation, but there's a present salvation. Right. And we can look back in the past, my life and say, you know, for the last, you know, gosh, how old am I? <laughs> you know, for the last, you know, 40 some years I've been saved, you know, uh, uh but he but i and I'm being saved every day, you know, and I will one day fully and finally be saved, but we can see ourselves as the evil one isn't going to touch me in verse nineteen. We know that we are from God, and the whole world lies in the power of the evil one, so and and that's not lying as in laying down, but that's in telling these falsities telling these you know living a false life living a life that leads to death right. is 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 that when in the denial of Jesus as the son of god that you are then opening yourself up to the lies of the world and the world that's promising you life but it's actually giving you death and so we see the contrast there that the evil one does have power over those um, and you are opening yourself up to his wiles and his um, ways that are that are just gonna entrap you into addiction and slavery to sin. Right. And it's gonna be. It, it, it at times it's gonna seem wonderful, but eventually you're gonna experience hell on earth.
0: Yeah, and I want to add one thing to what I said because I, I'm not trying to make make it sound like the battle for us is over right? No. Because we are, you know, the whole idea of the whole armor of God yeah. is about the spiritual warfare that we're in every day. Right. But it's not in our strength that we have victory. Mm-hmm. All it, all it's telling us to do is plug into the word of God, plug into the, the salvation that we already have and trust these, these elements that are given in, in that Ephesians is that chapter five or six, six, six Ch- chapter yeah. six. right? And, you know, and, and so we, um, we do that, but it's saying that we are in, we really are still in the battle, right? Yeah. And we also have the battle against our flesh every day. So this war continues, but we do stand on the promise of the victory that's that's guaranteed and already achieved.
1: Yeah. yeah and so it, it's in that daily leaning upon, resting in, and to use John's term here, in that he's been saying, oh, repeating here in 18, 19, and 20, is knowing. We know that everyone. We know that we are from God, and here, verse twenty, we know that the Son of God has come and has given us understanding, so that we may know Him who is true, and we are Him. And so, again, it's it's not just intellectual knowledge; it's just relational um, confidence of of knowing the gospel, but knowing that we are. We are part of this fellowship. We are we have access to. And so we know him who is true. We are in him who is true. In his Son Jesus Christ. He's the true God and in and, and, and He is where eternal life is found. Right, And so again, John just drives it back from the very beginning to, to this that it's about knowing Jesus, and to know Jesus is to know God, and to know God is to have eternal life uh-huh. and that's where that's where that life is found. and so it's interesting then he calls he's been calling these people his beloved or his little children this term of affection, right, and so children of the faith. People, he's he's helped lead to the faith that he's overseeing, and he says his last words then is, "Keep yourselves from idols." <laughs> <laughs>
0: he knows the tendency.
1: Yeah, it's exactly exactly battle you're talking about, right? Is yeah. that he knows that that we can the world it, 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 that we were a part of there there's still those little you know grooves in in us that haven't been totally sanded out in 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 you know. That residue, I say the residue of the old man, you know, that can still fall into those patterns sometimes. And so in those paddles are going to be in the form of idolatry.
0: Yeah, and I don't know what the passage is, but it's come to mind. And it's like, um, do not um, trust in the things of this world for all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. Yeah are of this world. They're not of the Father. And the world is passing away and the lust thereof. Yeah. Right. But the love of God, you know, abides forever, or however that's put. But um I think about that verse a lot because that's my world. Yeah. You know, and it is. That and basically what it's saying, those three things, right. lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, and pride of life, that's idolatry. Yeah. Right? Because what it does is it's something that um we are putting in the, whatever the symbol is of happiness that's above God, right. I think. Yeah. Something, you know, whatever that draw yeah. is.
1: Yeah. And, and this can going to be and maybe a weird way to put it, but one of the disadvantages of living in our modern world is that we don't – I'll, I'll use this example. The world of American religion – the religion of worshiping the American way of life doesn't – we don't build altars like that they used to build where we actually would have an altar to the goddess Diana, mm-hmm. right? Or the, the, the goddess of sex or the god of, of of thunder and power or whatever or the god of, of things of materialism. You know, they used to actually build temples to those things right. and actually put – set up an idol that they would go and – Give things to, or or say prayers to. We don't necessarily have that today, but those idols are very much worshipped in our world today, especially here in the United States. The the idols of materialism, of the idols of sexuality, and the idols of of finding some form of power. You know that that you or, or prestige or making a name for yourself all those kind of things where. You you used to be able to go in the Greek speaking world. You would actually go to a temple and identify that sure, and I yeah. worship that. Yeah, right. Here, we, there are disadvantaged states. We don't have that, but people are still doing that, and and there's still the lure of that to me today because I, it's all around me all the time. You know, I turn on the TV, and, and the God of of sexuality is going to be right in my face. The God of materialism um, uh, is going to be right in my face, and so. To keep myself from my I I need to be aware every time I every time I turn on one of my uh, sporting events and the commercials come on, it's going to be right there. Every time I they show a picture in the sidelines, you know, with with the, with the it's going to be right there in my face. And, and so I, I I need to be beware that when I when I do that, I'm not saying I'm not ever going to do it, but I need to I need to know what I'm going to. What a face, right? Oh, yeah,
0: absolutely. Well, it's the way of this world. And so yeah. a lot of those idols, you know, that were around in, in, in the times of the of Rome, yeah. which is the time of this of this letter, uh, you know, there might be things like idols that were um, to have a healthy crop. Yeah. Well, that's a good thing. Why wouldn't I want that? Well, yeah, because you don't want to go to that idol because the Lord is the provider of all <laughs> yeah. these things. So all the good things that are in life, we know that all good things are, are right. gifts from, from above. And so uh we where our tendons the thing about that is such a general statement it speaks to each one of us differently yeah you know so he doesn't have to list a hundred things it's just like' don't, keep yourself my idols. oh the, oh okay yeah. so I, I i know mine you know yours and right. uh, we still have this battle but the victory is gods and so we, we trust the one uh yeah. that is you know reigning yeah. from above for sure and,
1: and we and and that's why it's important as we talk about here on the planet podcast why do we call this the planet podcast because we want to be uh, planted by streams of living water, which are, is the Word of God. And we need to know his will, as we've been talking about. We need to know his Word, and we need to know the Son and why he came and what he accomplished. And so the more we know the Son of God, and he's going to give us understanding through uniting us to himself through his Spirit, who illumines the Word to us. And, and so how do we know what our idols are? We know Jesus. We know what he stands for. We know what he provides us. And anything that's competing for that, you know, is going to be that idol. And so um, that we are in him who is true, that, that, okay, my life is now united to him. My loyalty, my allegiance, everything is to him. And so that's why the centrality of Jesus in all of this and knowing who he is and why he came and what he's accomplishing is um, – and that, that's where we find life – we have to keep our minds and our hearts our affections our desires wrapped up in him and whenever yeah. they're not wrapped up in him we're going to fight an idol nearby right right yeah. yeah
0: you know uh some some people i think christians um and myself included will sometimes avoid uh philosophies and science types uh mm-hmm. stuff because we think um that that science, for example, leads to having to trust evolution, right? But what we should understand when we are reading um people, even secular or things, is that they are often speaking truth. It's just that all truth belongs to God, right? right? So the biblical worldview is so critical for us to hold at all times. I mean, science testifies to the truth of God if it's done properly.
1: God created it. It is, exactly. Yeah.
0: So we so we can. We can go all these routes with, and, and and even I mean, a PhD is a philosophy or a doctor in in a philosophy. We can have a philosophy of theology, yeah, right? Right. As long as it's biblical, you know, right. you can be a philosopher of it, yeah. and that's what.
1: There uh, are plenty of Christians who are doctors of biology or doctors of chemistry or doctors of yeah, the law, right? You know, or whatever it is. Um, and the issue is, do you are you Taking that knowledge and using it to glorify God and helping—is it helping you? Are you trying to? Is that knowledge always subservient to the knowledge of God? Right? Uh, is it always in submission to where the world? What the world does is it takes that knowledge and tries to use it against God. Mm-hmm. They some the atheists will use it to disprove God. the 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 other religions will use it to. In essence, disprove the the necessity of Jesus. Yeah. yeah, in the sense that there's yeah. another way of salvation right. to become self sufficient. Right? Yeah, and so um, so yeah, but but it doesn't make the the knowledge itself untrue. It, it's the question is who is the knowledge there for, and who what's it serving? Mm-hmm. And and that's where when we see that all knowledge is in submission to God, uh, then and all any knowledge that we possess. For some other purpose than the redemption of all things, um, then then we're not we're not we're not understanding his purpose, mm-hmm. uh, and, and so I think that that's important for you to point out. And so and I think just all that is in relation to this phrase, "We are in Him who is true." I think that's where you you were playing off of that, um, you know, helping us understand, yeah. you know that. And, and so um, so. Thad and I would would say, and, and I in and, and, you know our church here in our reformed theology and doctrine would say that um, pursuit of those noshes is always a good thing in light of Jesus Christ, you know. And when we pursue them apart from from Him, then. It's going to lead us in, into those falsities. Yeah, well, yeah, and it leads into error as yeah. well. You know, so absolutely. Yeah. Now at
0: the near the end of last week's uh, message or mm-hmm. our, our podcast, or, oh, we had uh, a challenge out there. You right? did, and I'm just curious did you uh, Did you take that unto yourself? You laid <laughs> it out there.
1: <laughs> you know, I did. I did spend a couple days on. I think I I've, I can't remember what I think. I I, I spent on eleven and twelve. Um I don't I can't remember if I said ten, eleven, twelve. and twelve. You said so Okay, you, but I just went 10 with eleven. Ten is the longest verse. I just went with eleven <laughs> and twelve, because I think eleven and twelve um were 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 succinctly still the gospel in and of themselves. But honestly, the last couple of days I've been lax and so I don't know that I can do it. Uh I think yeah. I I, well, that's I good. don't know that I can do it. But but I think it's um uh let me give it a try. And you can you can coach me along the way, okay? So I think in eleven, it starts out, with, and this is the testimony. Right? Is that right? That is correct. Yeah. And so this is—I'm not looking at my Bible right now. No, he's not. And so eyes up. And this is my. Then this is the testimony that Jesus is the Son of God. Is that? Is that? Uh,
0: no, that God uh, has given us.
1: Oh, that God has given us His Son. Well, okay, first so already of all, first up. of all,
0: well, here's Hang on one okay. second, because you're probably doing ESV, aren't you?
1: Yeah, I, I think I, I think I am doing ESV. Okay, so all right, so start. And this is his testimony. I know I have that far down. <laughs> that God has yeah. that God has given us is it that God has given us eternal life? Yes. Okay, and that life is in His Son, right? Um, and I think that's all I got. I think I, I whoever get, has whoever has life, whoever has the Son has life. Whoever does not has have, have the Son does not have life. Correct. Okay, yeah. there it is. Yeah, that's it. Good job. Uh, uh, yeah. So I got you know C plus. Uh, I It think is it, it, well. The yeah. idea
0: is, it's not even a competition, you know. You, you yeah. what happens with um, um, reading through the verses or, or going through a memory, memory verse? By the way, it's not it's not all that difficult, and if you take it in small chunks. If you go too big, then it becomes right. overwhelming, right? But the idea is, um, this helps in meditation of the Word of God, yeah. and it just all of a sudden you don't even be thinking about it. And like, like I did earlier, right? Like where did that verse come out? I, I don't know what verse I was kind of quoting. I was paraphrasing but it's not about knowing it by rote it's, it's about knowing the yeah. the the life that's right. in the passage itself
1: right. and, and i'm so. i'm envious of the people who who know the address I, people use the address or the, know the chapter and oh, verse yeah. right i use i say the word at the address i'm like i i I've, I've never been good at at knowing the address but but having that hidden in your heart and in your mind, you know that I can tell you that you know that this is what the Word of God says, and that that's good. That's you know, good to have. So yeah.
0: my my address typically, if a verse, a verse comes to mind, is like I'm not sure where it's at in the Bible except I know it's on the left page about three quarters <laughs> of the way down because you, you know you just happen right. to spend some time in it so that's the closest to the right. end
1: like, I know it's Romans I think it's Romans you know it's, it's Romans <laughs> 5 or it's Romans 8 or you know the exact verse you know but I know yeah so it's it's interesting yeah.
0: well verse 10 says that he who believes in the Son of God has the witness in himself and that's why I thought that was oh, pretty yeah, important to right. me because that's, yeah. that's speaking of the Holy Spirit's work in me right yes, and, yes. and so it goes on from there because it's it, it repeats something that took place in in the first chapter. Who he do, he who does not believe in God has made him a liar, right? right? So you have those two things, and it talks about the testimony of God um, that you've already mm-hmm. um, repeated. But um, I love that part about having the witness in himself. Yeah. I mean, it, you know, we believe that the Spirit lives, in, but we, to have that witness in us means that when we go forth, which is the idea of this whole passage, to be a witness for God, is it's not us. Yeah, it's it's just about this the spirits. Right. Proclamation of truth about the Son, right? That's what the Spirit testifies yeah. to.
1: And I think that you know, as we talk not only about worldview and truth or whatever, I think that if we think about just how we view ourselves, and that how we view our new life, that we sh- we should view our that that new the new mat the new thad as opposed to the old is is that that that's that's what it is. Is we have been given life because of because of jesus and because of the spirit in us who makes us new and that is our testimony that is our witness you know that we become those living witnesses Mm -hmm. of of that and uh and that that in of itself should continue to compel us to want to have our life defined by jesus uh, and how we love god and love others
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah this has been a great letter to go through i appreciate you walking us through it um uh, maybe because it's the last one of this session or a season, mm-hmm. uh, maybe it'd be great for you know, to pray, pray us out. And, yeah. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll see where the Lord takes us from here.
1: Yeah. Lord, I do thank you for um, all of your revelation, but particularly this book that we've been going through. We thank you for uh, the testimony of John and the apostles of who Jesus is, um, and that in him is life, uh, in him is the forgiveness of sin. Uh, the bringing back into fellowship with the Father, and, uh, and to one another. Uh, and, and we pray, Lord, for each one of us, for Thad and I and for all those listening, Lord, that you would so um, continue to transform our character, that we would, um, we would be people who are a testimony of not just faith in Jesus, but a testimony of love. Uh, for one another because of Jesus that that koinonia, that fellowship would be evidence in how we love one another so continue to do that work in us and I pray too Lord that we would we would be testifying to the truth that we would be able to distinguish truth from error uh, especially as it relates to Jesus and what, what who he is what he gives us and um, what that's doing in us and so Lord we pray too that we would um, we would be those kind of people who wrestle with sin that, that that as you show in us and reveal in us the truth we would we would also see the when our life doesn't conform to that and in so doing we would always know that we have full um confidence in the work of Christ for the forgiveness of that sin and so we would con- continue to preach the gospel to ourselves that we would run to the to the throne of grace and know because of Jesus that we are forgiven And that in that forgiveness, we have life, and we don't have to wait for it. We don't have to pray penitence over it. We don't have to um, do something to re-earn it. It's full and final in Jesus. And so we pray for that confidence. We pray for that comfort. And we pray, Lord, for um, lives that are willing to testify to it uh, in the power of, of Jesus and the strength of his spirit. And it's in his name we pray. Amen. Amen.
0: We hope you have enjoyed this study in First John. We hope you were also challenged in your thinking deeper about the truths of God's word. Planet is a Cornerstone EPC production connecting to God, one another, and the world through the love of Jesus. More information can be found at cornerstonebrighton.com.